Systems work, people fail. Welcome to InsureMark's Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser, where we share proven systems and processes for the 21st century advisor. Today, it's essential that advisors find a way to differentiate themselves from the competition. Learn how to elevate your game and accomplish incredible feats as Jeremy teaches you how to build a more successful and sustainable business while realizing a better work-life balance is not only possible, but achievable. Time is flying. Spring is here. The first quarter is heading for the finish line and Jeremy Hauser is there fresh air blowing through the office. Our advisors dancing in the sunlight. I'm Patrice Sikora and in other words, Jeremy, how's business? Most of them are dancing. I can say that. <laughs> uh, it's definitely a great kickoff to 2022. Uh, as you mentioned, we are here in wrapping up the first quarter for uh, 2022. And I know I constantly, so far in the last couple months, I've given an update on how the team's looking year over year. And um, final numbers aren't necessarily in right now, but we're anywhere between 23 to 25% up year to date from last wow. year's uh, record-breaking year. So it's so the, the team's, team's moving, team's doing the right things, um, systems are working. So uh, wind's blowing for, <laughs> for your words. Is the wind blowing for everyone or is there a, is there a, a separation between the performers and the not so much performers? So like I said, for most people, it seems like uh, they're they're really hitting the momentum from last year. Somebody, uh, some groups out of the advisors I work with, maybe had a slower start to 2022, and not necessarily is that going to hinder them hitting their goals. But you can definitely tell from the momentum built from the guys that are doing great compared to the just advisors that are doing okay uh, for this year has a lot more to do with all the efforts they put forth last year. And so the marketing side of things is really projecting and helping those advisors become great here for this year. The guys that are guys and girls that are actually working on their brand more, they're out there on social media, they're communicating a lot more with their customers, not taking as much time off. So just little things here and there that everybody can really, really focus on is the main main driver from a great advisor from a good one, in my opinion. Consistency. Talk to me about that. Consistency and what they're doing. So consistency for most part of what my advisors have been starting to implement are the systems. They're, they're not afraid to fail, really. That's what it comes down to. Um, there's, no, there's no fear of it. The advisors that are constantly putting themselves out there, they're communicating with customers even if they are posting stuff on social media on behalf of their brand, their marketing and their demographic to get their brand out there to new customers to attract them. Um, they're just staying consistent each and every week. They have a strategy. They're sticking to it. If they start a new marketing program, they don't get out of it about a month or two months into it. So they're really seeing it through, putting their all into it and for the most part, like I said, a lot of the advisors that are off to a great 2022, some of the systems they've installed here in the last year, two years, three years, it's really reaping the benefits for their business and their, um, you could just see it in them. I mean, I, I talk to these advisors uh, each and every day and just the amount of just joy and happiness they have because their results are there. It's almost like an aura that they give off to attract new prospects as opposed to 
um, maybe just someone who feels defeated or just not confident. And, and it's very easy to tell those that aren't or are lacking the confidence, maybe customers don't move forward with them. Jeremy, talk to me about marketing too. How many of your folks are, are consistently marketing themselves? There's a couple arms to the marketing. So we have advisors that are still doing live events. Live events are, they never really went away. Now they were, they were restricted here over the last two years, but a lot of my advisors do educational workshops. They do public dinner seminars. Um, they do a lot of maybe radio ads, um, a lot of other ways to communicate to the masses and leverage their time. But a lot of my advisors have also started to shift to do different types of marketing with more regards to doing virtual webinars, mm-hmm. or we have server, uh, we have actual services now that can basically have a conversation with Mr. and Mrs. Jones and preset an appointment for an advisor. And those are one-on-one, very intimate conversations where our advisors pay for those appointments, but they're qualified people. So there's so many ways to market nowadays. And it's all about just what works best for that advisor, and then driving it more towards um, what fits them, and then being consistent and not being afraid to fail. And if you don't see results for the first sixty days, then you you kick it. You you look for another marketing program, which might not make sense. You just got to stick with what these processes work because um, systems do work and are marketing arms. So are they marketing across different platforms or do you find they focus on one and then maybe get discouraged and move to another and get discouraged? Or if they are across several platforms, are they able to to balance them all off? So good question. They they do a lot of the the marketing that some advisors, if I if I could pinpoint maybe my top five advisors, um, every one of them, they do different types of marketing. So one of them that I can think of off the top of my head. He does a lot of uh, a lot of actual events with his customers. He gets a lot of referrals. He does a lot of client-centric type of marketing. He invests in his community. He does a lot of things for his town. So really where he's a little different than a lot of the other advisors I work with because he really builds on the relationships with his customers and gets a lot of referrals, which every advisor could if um, if they have the right resources, the right confidence to, to go about it. I feel like that could be a good way for a lot of advisors to take advantage of those relationships they've already built. But then you have some advisors that also implement some other really successful systems where they're constantly doing maybe virtual webinars. They're posting stuff on social media. And, and over the last five years, I say, especially just the times have changed. Um, the oligarchs of social media nowadays, <laughs> literally that are controlling who can see what, the amount of misinformation that's spread out there. And there's there's always a, a separate uh, enemy, I guess you can say that unfortunately it's a competitive, a competitive person who's looking at your social media post and hopefully it meets their standards in order to be viewed by however many people that you're connected to. And in this world of that, um, that's why you, you can't just have one marketing arm that you're doing to have a successful business. You got to diversify and you got to stick to uh, just your core values, being confident, showing, elaborating your brand, and then making sure that you have multiple avenues of marketing to people, not just one. 
All right. Which ones are you seeing work? I am seeing, depends on the advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, so it depends on the advisor, but I can definitely tell you that the systems, if I have a one-on-one conversation with an advisor that's working with us here at InsureMark, that's what it all goes back to uh, episode. Uh, now, now I'm challenging myself. I think episode eight, I talked about that with uh, regards to our value engineering process where we do a sit down and we were doing our business planning for 2022. So when I do these calls with advisors, that helps me based off the questions that I ask them, similar to if they were in a doctor's appointment, um, by going through those questions, we're able to now generate, okay, based off your answers, you remind me of this advisor who's in maybe 14 states away from you. So his successful systems and processes, what's got him to become the advisor he is, and based on the fact of what you said that you're looking to grow to this year, I think this is a good model for you to follow. So maybe that's set pre-setting appointments. Maybe that's doing, if you're not, uh, maybe you're not afraid of public speaking. Maybe you do educational workshops in your local community and use our vendors and get in front of who knows, 25, 30 people. And from there, if you're setting the right amount of appointments and you're getting in front of the right qualified prospects, the system should work for you. It just comes down to the individual advisor themselves to see what the results will drive from that. Is it difficult to convince an advisor to invest in themselves and stay the course? Capital is always an issue. So especially uh, in our field, um, so in Shermark, us being around for 38 years, um, I mean, we're part of Simplicity, which Simplicity is the number two distributor of fixed index annuities. So we are part of the largest, one of the largest firms in our space, which is a great opportunity for advisors that join our firm, because what that means to them is that we have a lot of a lot of trial tests. So we have a lot of beta tested programs where a lot of advisors have already gone through these systems. And if they've worked for them, we're offering those to the masses of our advisors. So peace of mind. And when advisors work with our firm, what's what's a good, uh, a good reason for advisors to start looking our way is the fact that we could plug an advisor into a system where we're already having success And that makes them a little more open to investing their capital into these marketing programs because they see the results from other advisors that we work with and we let them communicate with one another. So there's no, there's no secrets. Um, They develop relationships actually with the advisors that are having success. So you're not alone in an, an industry where independent advisors can feel on an island sometimes. That's what I hear from my advisors is that they like that camaraderie of being able to bounce other ideas within other advisors and knowing that uh, they're not the only ones that are just being the guinea pig of a, a marketing best. Is there a little bit of competition in there too? There is a lot of competition, um, which is great. Well, I guess the competition part of it is definitely more geared towards the advisors that are just self-motivated. Um, the it really does help whenever you see success. People want to work with successful people. So if you're if you find yourself in a group and everybody's down, nobody's sharing success stories, and it just feels like we're going through the motions, it might not be the best group to be a part of if you're trying to sure. hit your hit your goals here for 2022. Yeah, the 
so going back to positive competition and also uh, the fact of people wanting to be, if you have a confident person, and what I find is that I'll, I'll every now and then I'll have a group of, let's say, five to six advisors, and they are utilizing the same system. So if those advisors are using the same system, and all of a sudden, one of the individuals out of the five or six are starting to have some really good results, and they're sharing what's working for them, it really builds the morale. And it's it's fascinating because I I grew up playing sports my whole life, played college baseball, and it's almost to where the leader almost of, of a group, um, you, you kind of do just need that one person to really start to see success with and then believe in the system, believe in the processes. And that's where that competitive edge starts to form because now you have somebody that is having success, the ones that might not be having success yet, although they will be here in the near future, they see the light at the end of the tunnel. And then from that part, part moving forward, within that group, that competitive edge is, well, I don't want to just, I don't want to just do what he's doing. I want to be better than that. Or I want to continue to push myself. And that drive is, especially with advisors being with that entrepreneurial spirit, they definitely want to be the best. They don't want to be the second best. So um, yeah, there's, there's always a competition amongst the advisors we work with, and we try to set them up in a good situation where when it's all said and done, we're helping thousands and thousands of customers across the country reduce their risk in the market with all the uncertainty that's out there. We provide certain solutions. And I really find that these groups help our advisors stick to those principles and also uh, have a little fun with the competition edge with it. (laughs) Right. Are there any outside of the box ideas that uh, any of your advisors are starting to use? So this is the part of the podcast. If they made it this far, advisors are probably really listening. What kind of marketing (laughs) ideas, what kind of outside the box ideas are working, right? Right. (laughs) Um, So for the most part, I would say just being themselves, expanding their brand. Um, I will say, so there's even an example. I'll I'll give you an example of uh, just an advisor this week, literally. Uh, One of my advisors this week, a lot of my guys and girls are starting to do a lot of video marketing. And what that means is instead of crafting up maybe a four-paragraph email to their customers, what they're doing instead is they're trying to record a basically a 90-second to two-minute video or under because, as you know, I don't know, Patrice, when's the last time? If you see a video that comes across your, your email and it says three minutes plus, you probably don't watch it. Or Not, not you're right. So you want to you stay relevant. You want to stay two minutes and under. Uh, 90 seconds, if anything. But if by putting yourself out there, making a personalized video, sending that to a customer and leveraging your time through technology, so maybe sending it out to multiple people and just recording at one time, these advisors are now starting to utilize the video marketing technology that we utilize with our customers with uh, Catalyst, which is actually one of our marketing programs. And the success story I had where one of the advisors just earlier this week, literally, he just put an article. um, It's a very relevant article, talks about the benefits of an annuity. And it talks about how as people get older in their 70s, 80s, 90s, the do-it-yourselfers, they don't want to necessarily manage money their, their whole lives. Even if it's a person that wants to constantly be out there, it's a hobby for them. They enjoy investing in the market. 
but eventually your cognitive uh, awareness starts to deteriorate a little bit. So the article does a good job of articulating that a lot of retirement portfolios nowadays, the one thing that they lack and that they should look at are having these uh, investment vehicles such as annuities because guarantee a principal and then also an opportunity to not outlive your money. So the advisor put together a quick video that talked about it. He utilized the article. He said, feel free to click on this. Let me know what you think. And what do you know? He set up a couple of appointments from it. It was fantastic. So um, so for those that were probably waiting for, hey, what what marketing? That's a great, it's a great opportunity if you're leveraging video marketing to your customer base, your prospects. You're not just you, you want to stand out. But now are, are all platforms allowing the video? For all platforms, what do you mean by that? Well, uh, I'm just thinking you were talking about the the oligarchs before, and that's a very valid point. Not everything gets cleared for release on a Absolutely. Platform. Yep. So yep. And is video difficult? Video. So through email, if you control the data, you are the king. That's really what it comes down to. So if you are controlling your email distribution list as an advisor, so sending out an email to that person and via it can be words. It can be video, no issues whatsoever on that part. So you don't have any filters or anybody who the oligarchs that are looking at your information, you're going to hit that inbox. Now it's up to uh, Susie or whoever it may be to open the email, obviously, but those individuals that are now posting certain things on social media, maybe um, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever they're posting their stuff, there's a craft to it now. So over the last several years, there's become a, a unfortunate battle that we're in to where maybe you just have to become creative to where I know even me personally, sometimes what I'll do instead is I'll, instead of putting a video on social media, I'll take a quick picture of my video and post it as a picture. So the oligarchs then see it as, oh, that's just a picture. It's not a video. And all of a sudden that gets a lot more attention from those people that I might be connected to. So my advisors, we have these conversations every now and then that post stuff on social media and they feel like they're not getting the right response or they feel like they posted something really valuable, but for whatever reason, it's just not getting the reach that it should. And so there's other ways to craft your message to try to make sure that your message is being seen and heard on these platforms. Is this discussed within your groups? No, but I have a feeling it might be after. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it definitely, it's something that, um, you know, one-on-one -on -one conversations I'll have with advisors, but the so there's so many individual advisors that I work with that it's got to be, it's got to be pertinent information for, for the masses, not just maybe one or two amongst the groups that I, that I chat with. But that, that is something common. Um, and I mean, unfortunately, nowadays, with social media, it is tough. It really is tough to get your name and brand out there. But the peace of mind and light at the end of the tunnel is we have resources that help advisors to actually generate some good opportunity with new prospects online and expanding their brand. So there is light there. And, and you say you have the tools. That, that's great. But are the advisors, especially the older ones, are they comfortable moving to social media? Is that, is, uh, that, is that a learning curve? 
it's it's definitely a learning curve and not saying that you know you're going to survive or you're going to die if you're not on social media of your brand that is not right. you personally but um it's it's not saying that you can i have i have advisors that are very successful and they don't have necessarily what would be classified as a social media presence um and and in the same breath i have advisors that don't really do a lot of stuff on social media but yet they do podcasting so they'll they'll leverage their time and they'll just sit here similar to what we're doing they'll have a conversation with somebody and then the opportunity is they're just constantly nurturing their customers and prospects in a just sending out videos or sending out emails to their current database but if you look them up on facebook there's no there's no john smith there's no john smith agency so um, you can you can do it, um, but the common theme I've seen over the last two years, though, especially when everything got shut down, is more and more advisors have been asking that they want to get involved. How do they start to do it? And they're willing to adapt. So, yeah, I mean, it's not for everybody, but we we do have the resources to help people get their brand out there and just leverage their time better. All right. Jeremy, as we wrap up here, is there anything we have not discussed that you wanted to make sure we did mention? Just invest in uh, invest in yourself. Don't be afraid to don't don't have a fear of failure. The advisors that are up already this year and the year's very young, so we got three more quarters left in 2022. So just make sure that you have the right system, the right team in play. You're delegating, uh, not focusing too much on non-revenue task. Um, hopefully you have a good team there and uh, feel free to check out past podcast episodes because we constantly share what systems are working for advisors. All right. Great discussion, Jeremy. Thank you. And for all you advisors out there, follow, share Advisor Mentorship Podcast. That's this show. Share it with everybody you know. I think you might get some positive feedback and I'm sure there are lots of nuggets in here for you. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to the InsureMark Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Jeremy on LinkedIn to stay up to date. If you would like to request our introduction kit, feel free to check out www.advisormentorship.com and click on Learn More. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of InsureMark. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. Thank you for listening to the InsureMark, the advisor mentorship podcast with InsureMark Vice President Jeremy Hauser.